come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Kelsey Lee. So whenever I've been tracking my gold for this game, I feel compelled to list where I got the money from. And so far, it's two categories, stolen and earned. With David Dillon. Uh, I gave a friend some some of my sourdough starter, and they complained that the starter wasn't good enough, and so now they're an (laughs) ex-friend. And Dewey Cassidy. So if you look up my hometown on Google Maps, they keep, like, adding neighborhoods that I'm almost positive don't exist. Uh, One is called Fergus, and the other one is called Fleur. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your Dungeon Master, Alex Wolfson. Let's jump in. When we last left off, lots of things happened. We go back two sessions, actually, to the interrogation session. First, Porcelain Boldfellow confronts Tile, and Tile, unfortunately, cannot muster up the courage to confront his dad. But as you interrupt his dramatic walk away like four different times, he eventually subtly reveals to you that he wants his son to be confident, and he admits he isn't responsible for what happened, dot, dot, dot. Penny Pouncer flaunts her money. Wyman Fall, Money Boy's real son, waits patiently. And Gouger and Werp <laughs> meets you all and asks you to throw the election for him. He has fallen far from grace. You speak to him covertly back in Albert's Airbnb and get him eventually to admit that he knows the police are investigating all of you. The tip-off of the century. Wyman Fall and Money Boy and Albert Penis and Murgo have an odd bonding moment of found and blood family. You hit level four and you rest for the evening. Woohoo! And when you wake, you find outside your homes 1,000 gold pieces in an unmarked bag. Suspicious of this, thanks in part to the tip off from earlier, none of you pocket the money. And good thing because the police are right behind you. After seeing that the bankruptcy has caused the Tower Schoolhouse to shut down, all three of you are brought into the Royal Peacekeeping Force headquarters. You're interrogated separately. All of you telling remarkably similar stories and even making jokes in the same places. Insane (laughs) group mind happening. Your story's straight. The police admit that they never really believed that you were behind the break-in but had to be sure. And they offer to make you deputies and help them solve the crime. You all rebuff them and walk confidently out. And then we had the Chester's Chair Community Singles Mixer and Charity Auction. A rainy day in Chester's Chair, you went to a town dance in the split log. Clegg runs into Kyle S., an old crush from her days at school. But here he goes by Kyle Sin and plays bass in the band Salt Lick, which has been hired to play music for the event. Too much cute stuff happens to recap it all here, but the night ends with Jeremiah riding off into the sunset with Pellbottom, the two of them dancing, balanced on a table on Anthony the horse's back. It was steamy. <laughs> Albert owes the town charity something like 35 gold after giving them a handful of coins and an IOU. <laughs> the charity, by the way, is for turtles with sprained ankles from sliding around the street so often. Oh my gosh. He bids on and chances with Jorana Thistletop, but doesn't want to move too fast. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Clegg Tumstool turns down Kyle S. to dance with Baggy. And after the dance, they head to Fisher's Pond in a thick fog. 
After letting her walk away, Clegg summons up the courage to chase her down and kiss her. That wasn't no thick fog. That was just getting steamy over there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And we pick up there. Like any good anachronistic sitcom, we pick up actually the same day as the investigation. In the wake of the news that the Towers schoolhouse has been shut down, the mayor has been arrested, the royal peacekeeping force has been rebuffed, and someone out there seems to be attempting to pay off or frame the players. What would you like to do? Well, I mean, so we haven't really talked since we all got interrogated. Um, So I want to know, how was the budget lawyer? Did they do well? Did they represent you well? Was it Clegg or was it Albert that had the budget lawyer? Oh, we both did. Oh, I okay. No, I had Miss Maggie Lathy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you did. It was just my me. teacher, my mother, my lawyer, my friend, all those things. Muse. <laughs> well, how was the budget lawyer, Albert? Was it pretty? Did you see? I don't know why f- you keep saying budget lawyer. She seemed to be the best lawyer that money could buy. Uh, I got off no problem. <laughs> well, that is true. Maybe we should seek further legal help from her. Well, I'll tell you this, Jeremiah. As you can tell by my waist, I'm quite a big fan of tool belts. And I'll say this. I think she'd be quite a handy screwdriver to have. Did somebody say handy screwdriver? (laughs) And walking out of the headquarters is Dame Winslow Winters, tall and strong, wearing her suit. She has in her fingers three different business cards sandwiched between them. And she'll like little ninja stars, throw them one to each of you. Ah, my favorite alliterative abogado. Is Dame her title? Dame is my first name. Oh, so you're like not married. The details aren't important, dear. Pleased to meet you. Dame Winslow Winters. She'll reach her. So is Winslow your middle name or your last name? The details aren't important, dear. What's important are my skills. And I can help you get out of any sticky situation. Well, we're just trying to make sure that you're legitimate and wanted to look you up on the the Chester's Chair professional Rolodex to make sure that you're properly licensed and whatnot. Listen, sir, if somebody comes up to you and says, would you like this free roast beef dinner? You don't say, is that certified? You say, yes, sir, I'm hungry. Do you know what I mean? You're free? Uh, No, that's not what I mean at all. I am quite expensive. What I mean is... You're beefy. Nope, it wasn't that either. (laughs) <laughs> you like as you nope nope no so we're getting off topic what i mean you're very high in protein but overall bad for heart health that's it's closer <laughs> actually but that's not what i'm talking about one of what the number I mean, one uh producers of methane in the world what i mean is that i can help the quarter you. is what produces a steak is that i can help you <laughs> out of any trouble So, you want to help the police without really helping the police, huh? You want to investigate these crimes without really investigating them, huh? Well, look no further, because... And she'll take her hat off and put a different hat on. (laughs) In my spare time, I'm a private eye. And a chef! And she'll put on a third hat. (laughs) Oh, my. Betaraju is insane. Well, I'd say that you're quite prime after all. Uh, he's catching on good prime being the highest quality of grade of beef uh going in descending order from prime choice select standard commercial utility cutter and canner that time i knew exactly what he was talking about so what do you say (laughs) i take this chef hat on put my detective hat on and we crack this code 
Who are you? <laughs> Dame Winslow Winters. Who are you? Well, we're kind of the political party planning committee name undecided. Uh-huh. The PPC. I'd heard somewhere you were the Chester's chairs, but I guess we're just throwing any bad idea out. Never mind, we'll worry about that later. Well, for a while we were the pussy posse, but again, I <laughs> shut that down as soon as Clay suggested it. <laughs> she'll, she'll look at you all. She takes out of her coat pocket posters. She seems to have, like, posters of everyone in town. She says, hmm, the scene of the crime. She holds out a poster at City Hall. We could investigate. What exactly happened at that vault? Who is this Noslin Newt that no one seems to know? Who's been a character the whole time? Noslin Newt? Who's that? Does she live here? Exactly. If she isn't a Newt in a cage, I'm going to be mad. Well, listen, we could speak to old Newt, see what she knows. Who? We could also investigate one of the suspicious folks around town. I'm sure you've got a little list of suspicious folks. We could see what their deal is. hmm? Who might you think might be responsible for this? predicament you find yourselves in well i mean the mayor has never been a huge fan of us since he found out what our names were and started caring about the common man uh unlike arc one but do you think <laughs> do you What's think maybe we can... <laughs> uh, forget it could we get you to maybe break into the royal peacekeeping force headquarters and grab all the notes that they have on the mayor and why they're keeping him in confinement and letting us go free uh, a little smash and grab a huh? little private eye work mm. i don't know if smash and grab is private eye grab, work hmm? <laughs> listen i'm not exactly the sneaky stealthy type but if you're looking for a distraction i certainly could cause one wait so are you suggesting that we sneak into the what is it royal the royal peacekeeping, peacekeeping force, force headquarters. headquarters the royal <laughs> peacekeeping force headquarters now, I'm not suggesting anyone commit any crimes. Certainly not. But if we got caught, you'd be able to help us, right? If you are in danger, I will get you out of any sticky situation. That's the Dane Winslow Winter's guarantee. As long as a guarantee is not actually a guarantee, but just me trying. I'm st- sorry, um, madam, could you step aside for a moment while we sidebar? Sure, I'll, I have a very fr- important phone call to take, and she'll walk out and... She's an important what? What type of call? She reaches into her pocket. She has a sending She's stone. got a gun! <laughs> no, it's not a gun. <laughs> I tackle her. Oh! Uh, she drops what seems to be a, a, a nicely carved white rock. Is the nicely carved white rock nicely carved into the shape of a handgun? Uh, no, it is not. It is carved very slightly into like an old rotary dial phone. Oh, that's pretty cool. Jeremiah is going to... He's going to pick it up and wants to investigate it. Uh, make an arcana check for this. Unless you have some spell. Oh, that's that, off the table. It's fun that Alex may now have to invent new technology based on a throwaway line he wasn't expecting us to catch on. To. <laughs> yep, now we're going to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, 16 on the... 16. Yeah, this is not a, even a particularly rare magic item. This is a sending stone. It uh, allows you to cast the spell sending to its partner stone somewhere else on the same plane. Jeremiah is going to look at the stone and he's going to point it at her like a gun and say who's on the other side of this he'll get up from the dirt brushing herself off sir that's private information i'm gonna have to ask for that back jeremiah i don't think we need to check who she's calling on the other end you asked me to step away for just a moment and then tackled me and stole my stuff so really who's asking who i'll I'll hold on to this for a second and uh, we sidebar 
<laughs> Jeremiah, hold on. You can't just take her property for no reason. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? <laughs> this I I don't Give us one moment. I you want me to wait? Oh. All right. Okay, <laughs> we'll resolve this case one moment, Jeremiah. You got to give it back. <laughs> but I, this techno this new technology scares me, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay, that uh, Jeremiah, loud and clear, as a maker of technology, I understand the impulse. However, you have no <laughs> no real reason to have stolen it from her. Is the issue? <laughs> you got to look at it. You don't need to keep it for later. You're not a scientist. You don't know how to investigate it. <laughs> She's eccentric, but most likely harmless. Jeremiah is going to uh, pat her down to make sure that she's not wearing a wire. Uh, is she wearing a wire? Wow. Well, let's first make a contested athletics check. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As she tries to wiggle out of your... She's not going to willingly do this. Big roll. <gasps> Small roll. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Uh, eight. An 18. So as you go for her, she smacks your hand expertly out of the air and says, Sir, you may look, but you may not touch. Now, please return my device. Okay. Jeremiah puts the sending stone in her hand and uh, turns back to the group and say, I don't know why everybody's all up to you about all this. <laughs> well, you did steal from a woman then try to grab her. So I think that might be part of the issue. Walking off, she'll go, sorry, mom. Uh, sorry for the interruption. As you were saying. And <laughs> it's the perfect alibi. Anyway, yes, we need to break into the police office. Now, I say we go for it. I think we could learn some valuable information, uh, not only about this case, but maybe perhaps whether or not the police are surveying the entire town. Perhaps we're going to uncover some sort of surveillance ring against the rights of our fair citizens. Additionally, I saw a, a delicious-looking candy bar in the vending machine, and I would like to get one. <laughs> so who's going to sneak in? Well... Little do you all know that I'm actually quite a master of stealth, and then Albert's going to, by the sounds of it, very painfully transform from attack <laughs> mode to stealth <gasps> mode. <laughs> He's going to turn to the trash can. All we have to do is put me in the trash can inside the headquarters, and I'm in there like a badger in its nighttime hole. Can you move in the trash can? It looks quite painful. Yes, no, I can move, and I can do quite a bit of stealthy movement. You see, the moment that I'm spotted, I can rescind my legs as if they are testicles descending back, or ascending, oh. ascending. We agreed on retracting. Testicles <laughs> retracting back into my body like a suction cup. And uh, from then on, I look like a normal garbage can. With a very high voice. And the two of you are welcome to join me if you have any sort of sneaking ability or ideas. Again, I'm, I'm very nervous that once I'm in there, I'm going to have to use the bathroom and there'll be no one to go with me. <laughs> I know you, you say that you need, a, you need a buddy to use the bathroom. Uh, would Summer's Bounty suffice or must they be humanoid? No, Summer's Bounty would suffice. I can, I can hang out with my nephew. Summer's Bounty, do you hear that? Oh, I'm going to pee with Albert! <laughs> All right, well, I think that settles it. Is anyone joining me, or am I going solo with my friend Summer's Bounty? These old bones wouldn't be able to sneak around very effectively. Maybe we could cause a distraction to get everybody outside. I can be invisible at any moment, so I could sneak in, or I could help cause a ruckus. I'll leave it up to you. I'm happy to hang out with Clegg or um, enjoy a penis bounty with Summer's Bounty. <laughs> penis oh bounty. If Dame Winslow Winters is going to help run distraction with Jeremiah, then I'll help with the sneaking around. 
Perfect. And that way we won't pass the Bechdel <laughs> test. No two female characters talking to one another at the same time about something important to the plot. Split them up. Perfect. <laughs> then, as the three of you stare down the Royal Peacekeeping Force headquarters, and as Dame Winslow Winters hangs up her phone call and joins you, we split off into two teams. Albert Penis and Clegg Tumstool on one. And Summer's Bounty. And Summer's Bounty. And Jeremiah Gelsinkley and Dame Winslow Winters on the other team. Distraction team. Clegg, are you casting your spell now or are you going to hold off on that? I'll hold off on that until the distraction begins because invisibility has a duration of one hour. Great. And how are you planning to enter the building? How about they distract... There's a distraction and as the doors fly open, we sneak in. Okay. So, Jeremiah, what distraction are you planning? So how is the Royal Peacekeeping Force headquarters? We've been in there once, and I'm sure Jeremiah's been in there in the past. How is it kind of set up? Is it very big? Is it like kind of a... It is a small single-story stone building, an old building. It is intentionally fortified. You know, it's not an easy place to break into. It's the police headquarters. There's one main door out of the front and two large windows also facing out to the street. There's no other windows along the other three sides of the building. There's also a a small, like, back room, the interrogation room that you were in. And you know from being inside that there is a basement level. That basement level does not have any windows and just has one set of stairs leading down from the center of uh, the main floor. Okay, and um, having just come up from uh, the interrogation room, do we know if it's just Officer Dolesbury and Sarah Craw that are in there, or is there other people other than the mayor, I guess, too? Yeah, I'll let you go into your mind palace and remember (laughs) being inside. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Well, my mind palace was uh, built in a tsunami zone, and there was just an earthquake off the coast and kind of washed off a, a a lot of the cliff uh because i I got a five your mind palace is just thinking of like ducks and (laughs) jeremiah is just going to be sitting there just looking off into the distance going quack (laughs) quack as far as you know it's just the three of them in there that's the only people that you interacted with okay uh so jeremiah is gonna go walk over to the chris tato fry and he's going to grab the little cart that they do the uh, Chris Tato's in, and he's going to just kind of s- steal the cart. <laughs> he's going to uh-huh. flick a gold coin to Chiff uh, and say, <laughs> I'll be back with this, and I'll bring it back in better condition than what I received it in. Huh? <laughs> All right, man. Whatever. <laughs> Jeremiah's going to walk back to the Royal Peacekeeping uh, Force Headquarters and ring Chip a bell. Will just and- sit down on the ground. Not <laughs> worried about this. He doesn't care. He's a minimum wage worker. Why would he care? So he's going to go out in front of the peacekeeping headquarters, ringing a bell, saying, "Free Chris Tatos for all police enforcement. Free Chris Tatos for all police enforcement." Make a performance check, please. Oh, it's a natural twenty. Oh yeah! Wow. wow. Great, then Dame's, Dame Winslow Winters will help kick it off. She'll say, free Chris Tatos? Why, that's the greatest deal I've ever heard! Oh, let's get over there now! And we'll run over. Commotion starts to build around you in Missing Chair Square. People stopping in think, wait, free Chris Tatos? A, a, a mob is forming around. 
It, the free crusaders are only for law enforcement. You have to be a very special someone. A moment later, the front door of the Royal Peacekeeping Force headquarters opens. Standing in the doorway is Arnold Dolesbury. He'll look over at you, then look down at his stomach, and his stomach kind of gurgles. He's hungry. <laughs> and he'll say, Dara, let's lock up and uh, grab some free grub. Come on. And she go, oh, okay. Not, never too early for a lunch break, huh? Never too early for a lunch break. They'll both walk out. They lock the door behind them. And we'll cut over to the other team. Albert and Clegg, what are you two doing? Well, I think we're going to be waiting behind one of the... Because I'm assuming it's double doors, right? Yeah. We'll be waiting just on the side. Like, so when the double doors open, we're not hit, but we're not seen. So they are not leaving a large space in between the time that they walk through the doors and close them. And you're not invisible. Clegg will turn to Albert and say, No need to worry. Everything will be just fine. Let them run off to get their crustatoes. Okay. Well, uh, while you're doing that, I actually have an idea to extend our time in there. I am going to use my character sheet, which will make our Dungeon Master very happy. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> happy day. I'm going to cast Grease. Grease? So, yeah. Slit Grease covers the yes. ground in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range and turns into difficult terrain for the duration. I'm going to cast Grease on a 10-foot square radius over the steps leading out of the uh, police office area. Great. On the steps leading out. By the door? Yes, unless that bothers Clegg. Well, I was going to say that we don't have to worry about waiting around for the police or coming up with a disguise because I have knock. We can just open the door. (laughs) Oh. Well, Clegg, I would like to use knock, and I think we should. I still want to do this, too. <laughs> Just because I think it's fun. <laughs> Afterwards is our, is our getaway. Or All we right, could do, fine. We we'll do it for the, the getaway. Games. I'm going to hold on, Please. and I'm going to close the latch on my butt that the grease would come from. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll use knock to enter. Okay, so you are waiting for the police to leave. There's a brief window of time as they open the door, uh, exit the building, and then lock the door behind them. They're going to proceed down the stairs and join this large group clamoring for free Cristado fries. And in that moment, you have at least a brief amount of time to do something. So what will it be? I'll run up and cast knock. Okay. And go ahead and read the knock spell description. Choose an object that you can see within range. The object can be a door, a box, a chest, a set of manacles, a padlock, or another object. A target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. When you cast the spell, a loud knock audible from away is 300 feet emanates from the target object. How far away are they? So that's what they? I was looking for, was that very last line. <laughs> so and I read... knock. Wait, hold on. <laughs> A very loud knocking sound emanates for 300 feet around you. And only because of the nat 20 will I allow for this moment to be salvaged. Oh, man. As the police hear a knocking sound from behind them from the direction they came, the nat 20 is so alluring. These Cristado fries, so delicious. Arnold Goldberry, so hungry that Jeremiah... Please make one more performance check. Oh, you know, boy. with Dame Winslow Winters helping you, I'll say this is with advantage. Oh, so boy. please make an advantage performance check to regain the focus of the cops and keep them from noticing the spell. So Knock was not the cool spell that I thought it was and was in fact a useless <laughs> spell. I mean, 
the noise is in the name. I thought it was more metaphorical, like <laughs> the knocked door becomes open. You thought it was like gentle tap the spell? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeremiah, <laughs> what are those rolls? Uh I got a uh, 19. Oh. A 19 is enough that Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw, Sarah briefly will pause and as she's kind of thinking about what to do, Arnold goes Sarah, it's free only for us. We gotta get in there. And they'll charge forward into the group. And with that, the door swings open. Like an Albert, what would you like to do? So I didn't know it was going to be that loud. <laughs> I had no way of knowing that. Albert's just like tapping his late ears for a moment. It's totally fine, Clegg. No issue at all. All right. Well, I say we head straight for the records room and stop at the vending machine on the way out. Yeah, I'll cast invisibility now. Okay, great. And I'm going to go into <laughs> stealth mode. Both of you, please make stealth checks with advantage. That's a dirty 20. All right. First one's a six. So thank God for advantage. Second one's a 22. So again, oh, thank God for advantage. <laughs> wow. The infiltrator mode and invisibility paying off. You both step into the room perfectly silently. Now, you know a couple things to be true right away. You don't have that much time. Jeremiah perhaps can extend your time and will try to. You'll, you're going to have to prioritize. So you stand here and looking around the room, you see the wanted posters that we've described in a previous episode, three of them, Money Boy, Landsponk Missing, and Colton Fisher for the missing chair. You also see two desks. They look to be Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw's desks. There's piles of papers on each of them. You see a locked file cabinet at the back of the room. You see stairs leading down back to where the jail cell was, the holding area, a door to the back where the interrogation room is, and a bench at the front of the building where Money Boy, dressed as a sexy lady, is still waiting patiently. <laughs> he does not notice you arrive. He just seems to be... So I have thieves tools. How do I use those to pick a lock? You say, I want to pick that lock. And I say, do you have thieves tools? Great. So, uh, <laughs> pretending that that didn't happen. So, Albert's gonna go like, all right, well, first things first, Money Boy, are you okay? Ah! Dad? Oh, give me, Dad, sorry, give me one moment. It's you! <laughs> oh, Albert! Yes, it's me. Oh! Now, give me one moment, I'm gonna transform back into stealth mode. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Dad? Dad? All right. Uh, Clay, you're going to have to deal with that at some point. I'm going to go pick that lock really quick. Hi, money boy. Mom? Oh, mom! <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen your face, but I still remember your touch. <laughs> Oh my money boy singing exactly like Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, as you, as, so, Albert Penis, you're going for the locked cabinets. Clegg, what are you looking for? Yep. Uh, I'm going to Sarah Craw's desk, trusting that she is the more competent one and looking to see if there are any notes, impressions. Okay. Clegg, make an investigation check. Albert, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check, please. 17, if you know what I mean. Sweet. And Clegg? 25. 25. Killing it, both of you. Albert, the locks on the file cabinet come off, and you're able now to access any of these files. 
Clegg, sorting through the papers on the desk, you see files with all of your names on them. You see a file for Lance Bonk, uh that's, that's labeled missing at the top. You also see two files on Sarah Craw's desk. One says Penny Pouncer. One says Gaudron Warp. And with a 25, I'll give you a little more even. It looks like the files with your names on them have been stamped and closed, except for Albert. Um, a sticky note is placed on Albert's file that says, Sarah, P.S., he attacked me with attacked underlined twice. Shouldn't this count for something? <laughs> it seems like looking at these, Penny Pouncer and Gaudron Werb are both being heavily investigated actively still by the police. Albert, you unlock the files and you see countless files organized by name they seem to be more historical in nature the older files it seems like files that are being worked on today are are checked out on someone's desk hmm. anything you're looking for in there hmm anything would anything stand out to me um yeah two two things stand out to you related to the wanted posters you see two cold files one that says Breestop stop ouch my hand yeah it's freezing cold. <laughs> you see two cold files one says Breestop bombing money boy one says the missing chair, Colton Fisher. You can find the historical files related to these posters. Great, I'm going to take both of those. You lift them out, pocket them. Great, and then I'm going to shut the lock back. And Oh, wait, sorry. Are there personal items of... Out on his desk, are there personal items of Pete Oldsbury out there? That's going to be a second check, which I'll let you make in a, in a minute. Okay. Um, Clegg, anything else on the desk here? Are you taking anything, just looking and leaving them? I think she would notice if I took them. How big are the files? Would I have time to skim through one of them? Looking through them, you still have time with your 25. You're you're able to peruse these very quickly. Now, to get the full details, you'd likely need to take them or spend considerably more time with them. But with the 25, you flip through them very quickly, and you get a couple of the key highlights, especially the most recent information. I'm spending all my time on the Penny Pouncer and Gautron Warp files. Great. Good to know. The Penny Pouncer file, why did she come to town? Was it random? And that seems to be like a question that they're repeating, that, uh, that that they're trying to follow up on, but they don't know. The other big question they're investigating with her is, how did she get the money? Blogs suck, is in the notes. <laughs> they don't have a lot of answers on Penny Pouncer. This file is pretty thin. Gaudron Werp actually has a, quite a large file with the police. Um, some of the historical information on him details the history of the Werp family. The Werp family has been mayor on and off, but frequently through many centuries. Gaudron Werp himself, they seem to have noticed a precipitous decline in his abilities following the Queen's visit. They're, they're wondering why he's disheveled, why he's less attentive than normal. And I'll give you one more piece of information, because again, this is a very high roll. The vault wasn't broken into. The vault seemed to have been opened by someone with a key. They, d- they don't know two big things. Why did he take it? And where's the money? They point out, of course, that he doesn't seem to be spending it on himself, at least not openly, because his clothes are in tatters and they never have been in the past. This is not a modern banking system where money is transferred digitally. If the money is stolen from the town, it's like someone's walking out of there with bags of gold. Hmm. With that, you feel like you have passed a bit of time. We cut back outside. Jeremiah Jelsinkley, are you giving away other crustado fries to other people? Or are you keeping them only for... Um... I'm just stuffing crustados in Arnold Dolesbury's mouth at this point. Oh, 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 delicious. <laughs> Have another! 
oh, thank you, thank you. And he'll he'll look at you and say, hey, Jeremiah, I didn't know you worked at the Cristado Fry. I mean, I just saw you a couple hours ago. No, well, see, uh, I've I've kind of have a... When was the last time you went to the Cristado Fry? Uh, I guess it has been a little while. So probably since the last time you've been, they have these little punch cards. And uh-huh. uh, on your on your 10,000th Cristado, uh, you get to be the Cristado uh, ambassador for the, for the town. You hear that, Sarah? I could be the Cristado ambassador. I get it. I get it. All right. Um, make a deception check, please. Because he did see you earlier. You haven't disguised yourself, really. You were just trying to convince him you were here. 16. Arnold uh, takes the punch card and goes, how many is this worth? Come on. Give me a couple stamps. Give me a couple freebies. Come on. I'm sorry. It would be against the code uh, to do so. Ah, shoot. I know. Well, okay. Just one more for the road. One more. And it seems like you've bought them a little extra time. We'll cut back inside. Albert and Clegg, what are you doing? I'm going to check again for any personal items of Arnold Dolesberry in the office. Okay. And Clegg? Like's going to slam the files down and try to run over to the holding cells to try to find Gouch and Werp. Okay. Albert, go ahead and make an investigation check. And Clegg, you don't need a roll yet. I got a 10. A 10. Uh, looking over the desk of Arnold Dolesbury, he has a couple active papers out. Most He also has just some doodles. He seems to be like really working on the sketches <laughs> of wanted people. You see sketches of Clegg and Jeremiah, and they look like mostly normal although there's like angry lightning bolts pointed at them. And then you see a sketch of yourself, Albert penis, and he's doodled middle fingers and he's like made your eyes red and drawn like little devil horns on your head. <laughs> Albert's going to look at that painting and then he's going to, or that picture and he's going to see the devil horns. And then suddenly his eyes are going to go wide in epiphany and he's going to follow Clegg downstairs. Okay, great. So you catch up with Clegg shortly thereafter. That didn't take that much time. Yeah. Clegg, you run downstairs. Albert, right behind you. You see Gaudron Werp. There's only two cells down here. One of them's empty, and one of them has a sad Gaudron Werp. He's laying on his back on the ground, uh, and he's singing lightly to himself. I once was... Wait, Gaudron, is that public domain? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was going to just make up a song, but... Okay, great. What what are you two doing here? He can see me? Oh, that's right. Um, You cannot see you. Gaudron will sing his little song and then, oh, oh, a trash can. My, my, the cleanliness in this place has gone downhill. He doesn't notice either of you. <laughs> Gaudron Werp, it's me. Dad? No, oh, why does everyone say that? What? No, it's me, Albert Penis. Oh, and he gets a better look at you. Mr. Penis. Albert Penis. We meet again. And Gautrin, it's also me. Mom? Mommy. Yes, it's your mom. You have to tell us whether or not you stole <laughs> the money. That's what I would want for you, my boy. Albert's oh. just going like, to lean over to Summer's Bound to be like, this is kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, leaning into this, leaning into the bit, go ahead and make a deception check. That's a nine, but I'll portent it to a 13. A 13. And you're trying to get him to say, well, what exactly? Whether or not he stole the money from the vault. That answer you will get with a 13. He'll go, Mommy, I took the money. (gasps) I did it. I had to. I had to, Mommy. Had to for what reason? Well, Mommy, that's a harder thing to say. Catherine, you're in deep trouble with the emotional consciousness of the universe. You have to tell us why you took it. 
Mm-hmm. Albert, are you going to chime in here? No, Albert's kind of horrified. <laughs> oh, great. Clay would go this far. The ghost of your mother is talking to you in a prison cell. I think it's time that you told her why you took the money. <laughs> okay. He is distraught, too. He is pale and gaunt. His clothes are in tatters now. He seems like he has been going through hell. I'll ask for one more deception check. But to get that answer, it is a higher DC. <laughs> That's a nat one. A natural one. He says, my mommy would never ask me to rat. Who is out there? Albert Penis, one of your friends, perhaps. It's Clegg, Gowdron. You can't even recognize the sound of my own voice. Uh, yeah, I thought, thought it was, was a squirrel mom. broke in here, was chirping at me. Look, Galton, we're sorry for the deception, but we're trying to save your life here and clear your name. Now, you've admitted to stealing the money, but we're trying to figure out why. So why did you take it? Why? I can't tell you that, folks. I'm sorry. Well, then I have a second question for you, Galton Werp. All right. Is Land Spock threatening to hurt you? Land Spock? I haven't seen Land Spock in quite some time. Last I heard, he was missing. Gaudron, tell me that there is some some kernel of goodness, some nugget of civic-mindedness resting in your tattered and dirty self. Did you steal the money for the good of the town? Yes, of course I did. Because I of be- Land Spock? No, not because of Land Spock. Because I Are can you still sure? Because I the really mayor. thought I figured it out up there. I can still. That wasn't it, Albert. I can still <laughs> I be the mayor. If that's what it was. No, no, no. See, I'm revealing something, Albert. <laughs> I can still be the mayor. This is my chance to give the money to Land Spawn. No, 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 no. I should be the mayor. I just got to do a couple things that maybe aren't so nice, and, and everything's like going to work Land out Spunk. fine. It doesn't have anything to do with Land Spawn. Has everything to do with Lance Bond. <laughs> and at this moment, we cut back upstairs. Jeremiah, do you have a way to try and convince them to stay again? The DC rising each time. I think Jeremiah is going to try to uh, flag down. He's going to try to flag down Chiff to flag down Chaff to get the frosted <laughs> ice cream shop over oh, here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Make a persuasion check. 21. You play your game of telephone, communicating to Chiff. Chiff kind of goes, what? And then communicating through to Chaff. And Chaff goes, huh? Oh, yeah, all right. We'll push the other cart over, and now you have two carts. And I say, Arnold, I know that this is a mundane sort of day for you. How about if you have some dessert after your lunch? And uh, brings the frosted cart over. Go ahead and make another performance check. Or persuasion check for this one. Sake of role play, I'll say it's a persuasion check. Let's do it. And I'm rolling well today. I, I should also point out that I've I've been guiding myself on these two, so that if uh, they seem a little bit higher, I've also been rolling like money with my uh, with my D four. Nineteen. A nineteen is very good, but for the third round of distraction. Oh is not quite enough. Oh. DC for this one was 20. Oh. Because it's getting harder every time. Do I get advantage because I have my friend with me? Dame Winslow Winters? Dame Winslow? Yeah, I'll give you the retroactive advantage for that. Yeah, let's go for it. Just for the Hail Mary shot. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, he fucking gets it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
so it's it's a 19, but I'm going to guide myself again, and it's a 21. With a 21, you bring over the, the ice cream cart, and Arnold Dolesbury says, No, I, I think I've had enough. I'm getting pretty full. And Dame Winslow Winters holds out two ice cream cones. She licks one. Oh. She licks one sensually, then looks at Arnold, <laughs> winks at him, and says, Mr. Dolesbury, care for a lick? And we'll hand it out. And Sarah, like, will just slap her head and go, like, oh, my, what is happening today? And Arnold Dolesbury goes, well, maybe just one. <laughs> and he'll take it and also lick the ice cream. You've bought them a little more time. And as we go back inside to check on Clegg and Albert, we will take our break. And we will be back Whoa. in a few with the resolution to this thing. Bye-bye. Woo. And as we come back, we pick up downstairs in the jail cell with Gaudrin Warp. Jeremiah Jell Sinkley upstairs has bought you a little more time. Although, to be totally fair, you don't really know that. You don't know exactly how much more time you have, right? So you were downstairs negotiating with Gaudrin Warp. What else would you like to say? So again, that's S-P-O-N-K. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he has nothing to do with this, far as I know. Yep, uh, Gautron, do the right thing. It's what your mother would have wanted. And yeah, Albert, we really got to go. <laughs> okay, you're going to leave? Before we leave, uh, actually, no, never mind. Well, okay, um, Gautron, I have one more question. All right. Is the money spent or is it still somewhere? As far as I know, it's, uh, hell, I never even thought to ask. What do you mean, ask? Who did you give the money to? Oh, what? <laughs> Uh, I might be speaking a little too much. I mean, he wouldn't like it if I... Oh, shit. I'd be... Lanspunk? It's not Lanspunk. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, here's the deal, Galdrenwerp. We're about to go, but before we do, we need more information. So, you could give it to us without me casting Thunderwave on your metal cell, or I could pull out this arm cannon and cast Thunderwave on your metal cell. (laughs) Wow. You're threatening me. I'm threatening your metal cell, and whether you're hurt incidentally, well, my friend, that's just coincidence. Well, maybe you cast Thunderwave on this cell and you bust me out of here. I mean, I just got one more payment to make, just tonight, one more payment to make, and this whole thing's going to be over, okay? And nobody, nobody's going to get hurt. It's not that kind of thing, right? The town loses a little money, we'll make it back. It's no problem. Look, Galja, normally I'm of the mind of the Ghostbusters. Busted makes me feel good. I don't believe in prisons. <laughs> <laughs> but there's already a target on my back and we need to solve this so I'm not busting you out but it's just one more payment just just help me out with this throw the election things are gonna be good Gouger Whip will be in charge can I take a quick sidebar with my friend Clegg I suppose so I mean aren't you worried about that man whatever yeah, I don't know why I'm asking Clegg do you think we should take him take him with us I mean he is more valuable and more useful to us out here instead of in there, but it will cause maybe the greatest ruckus Chester Sher has ever seen. Yes, but if we solve this mystery of the gold, then we'll be regarded as heroes, and our word will mean endorsement for our tile. That's enough for me. I say we get him out. Alright, Galdron, you're lucky. We're busting you. Really? Yep. Wow. I'm going to use my thieves' tools to break this lock. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a uh, slender hand check. 20. You reach your thieves' tools into the lock. Tinker, tinker, to steal an old catchphrase that didn't uh, didn't catch on. Tinker, tinker, and... Was that me? That was you. 
<laughs> the lock swings no memory open. That. When they're all hits, baby, you don't got to remember them. <laughs> Encountered Werp steps out. My, my. Well, let's not overstay our welcome. Alex, do we know if there's another way out from the front door? You didn't go and, like, inspect the perimeter. And yeah. Jeremiah did one from memory and thought about ducks. And so, as far as you know, the answer is no. Right. All right, Galdrin, we're going to get you out of here, but you're going to do it as a sexy lady. <laughs> now, what now? So the plan is, mm-hmm. assuming that Clegg is cool with it, we're going to bring him upstairs and swap clothes with Money Boy. Uh, that's good enough for me. Great. Right. Um, Money Boy goes, Clegg, Albert, hi. Also, what do you want What do you want me to do? We're going to have you switch clothes with Galdrim Warp, and you're going to walk out in your underwear, which, honestly, oh. the town is used to at this point. I could be well, mayor. I would like you to not be in jail, Money Boy. Oh. I, I need you to fix things around the house. Oh, thank you, Albert. I forgot I was doing a little bit of a southern accent, but that's not my voice. <laughs> you heard mayor and you got really excited. Yeah, I wanted to be the mayor. Yeah, that was it. Okay, I'll come out in my undies and uh, he'll wear my he'll wear my sexy lady outfit. Yep. Can I cast? Can I do an Arcana check? Yeah. For what? What are you trying to find out? Does any religion in Chester's chair believe in a rapture? Uh, go ahead and make a religion check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, with with the 13, your general knowledge of wa- the religion of Joaquin, the most popular religion, it's not a, about a rapture, but yeah. is it possible, perhaps, to claim that he was raptured? Maybe. <laughs> As if I'm, like, about to solve, like, an engineering puzzle, completely slide everything off of the desk, like, all the papers, all right. everything. Yeah. I'm going to grab a little pen, and I'm going to write, I've been called to join my god, Joaquin, and I'm going to throw it on top of the pile of clothes. And that'll be the note that gives the hint that he's been raptured. Okay. <laughs> and now you're sneaking out? Yes. Great. Then you all turn for the door. All right, money boy. So you're going to be taking <sighs> Miss Galdron Werp on a date. Oh, I'd love to. So you two link arms so you don't look, you don't look suspicious. Okay. They'll link arms. And you two are going to sneak out. Yes. Yeah, and if anyone looks your way, you have to kiss so that they don't see Gowdron Warp's face. Got it! <laughs> oh, do we really? You two roll stealth checks with advantage. And Money Boy and Gowdron Warp are going to have to roll performance for this. 20. 18. Jeremiah, you are still kind of... You are still in the vicinity of Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw. Anything you would like to do, as now their attention is turning back. Well, actually, I'll give you one more opportunity with an even higher DC to try and um, get their attention. So go ahead sure. and, and roll. But now the DC is 25. I'll tell you straight up. Ugh, no. Not quite. Not quite. Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw. Arnold will say, okay, uh, really, I've had enough. I've had enough. Thank you, though. This was, this was a great lunch. And as they turn, these things are kind of happening at the same time now. Albert and Clegg, you two slip out unnoticed easily. A trash can on stilts just... (laughs) You're able to drop into the bushes outside, fade off into the distance, into the background. But the mayor and Money Boy come walking out. Arm in arm, Money Boy in his undies, Gowdron Werp, dressed as a sexy lady. (laughs) A plan, I'll say, that's a little far-fetched. As much as it is fun. You get da- they get down the first couple of steps, and they each rolled performance. Oh, God. <laughs> Thankfully, Money Boy's performance is convincing. <laughs> Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw, their eyes kind of 
look at this naked man. They don't immediately associate him with the poster of an also naked man. They give him a pass, but they look at the sexy lady, and Arnold will say, that's not the same sexy lady as before. Oh, no. That's the mayor, Gaudrin Werp. And Gaudrin Werp will say, uh-oh, the jig's up. <laughs> Toodaloo, folks. And he's going to take off sprinting, running down the street. The two cops are going to turn and give chase. Money Boy will say, oh, run, run. Uh, he's going to also stake off running the other direction. Let me see if Sarah Craw is going to go after Money Boy or... Uh, with a natural one, Sarah Craw is also going to join the chase for Gaudron Werp. So Money Boy did again something very suspicious. He might have trouble walking around in his underwear in the future because he was associated <laughs> yeah. with this event. But Gaudron Werp apparently gets out and starts running. The two cops now tearing down the street, running after him. What would you all like to do? Well, I'm definitely going to join the chase and try to help. Okay. Actually, no. Here's what I'm going to do. Albert's going to think quickly and stop himself from vomiting and say, Jeremiah, how close is Anthony? (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anthony's right here. Well then, Jeremiah, it's time we give chase and help Galdrin work on your stupid bastard demon. What? what? You mean Galdrin Warp? Wait, what? Why is Galdrin Warp out? That... Uh, oh, I guess you were not inside <laughs> for that plan. It's a long story. Long <laughs> story short, we need to get on your horse now. I thought we were just going to look at the files. What the fuck did you do? Look, things tend to happen. I don't know if you've ever seen a snowball, but as it rolls downhill, it sometimes collects snow, something called snowballing. And unfortunately, that <laughs> metaphor applies to what happened in there, where small moments turned into large ones. And now the former, or I guess current mayor, is running down the street dressed as a sexy lady, and we gotta grab him before the cops do. God damn it, Albert. Jeremiah is gonna jump on Anthony uh, right before tying the Chris Tato fry to Anthony, uh, pulling it oh around. My God. So are all three of you jumping on the horse and charging after them? I'm on that horse. I'm on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, two halflings and one really tall Asmar. You hop on the back of Anthony the horse. Ooh, charging off after the mayor. Um, let's have everyone roll initiative. Initiative? Yeah, let's do oh, initiative yeah. order. 14. 8. 11. Well, Summer's Bounty rolled a 4, so... <laughs> As we're all on the horse, chasing after everybody, uh, Jeremiah looks at you two and says, What the fuck is going on? Are we trying to save this guy, or are we trying to reprimand him? Sorry, I cannot talk until I'm off this horse. (laughs) We're trying to save him, if only to find out where he's going to go later. All right. We learned a lot, Jeremiah, today. (laughs) (laughs) Then as we enter initiative order, I'm going to have you all like jump on the horse in your first turn. Gaudron Werp starts off with a 120-foot buffer as he is ahead of everybody taking off down the street. There's a little bit of a distance between the headquarters and the Cristado Fry now. But Arnold Dolesbury appropriately rolls first, and so the cops are gaining ground. They move 30 feet a turn. They can dash to 60, as can Gaudron Werp, although I'm going to reduce his move speed very slightly for the condition that he is in, meaning eventually... Is he wearing heels? Yes, he's wearing (laughs) heels. He's not used to them. Today is not his day. Eventually, the cops will catch up to him. Honey, change into flats. Next with the 14, it is Albert Penis. So, Albert Penis, first, please, roll an athletics check to jump onto the back of the horse. Can I roll acrobatics? You can roll acrobatics. 
Can I get 17. Oh, okay. It would be an action now, now that we're in initiative. So I'm going to hop onto the horse really cool because yeah. I did acrobatics. Oh, absolutely. How do you want to get onto the horse? He's gonna, just going to like stare at the sky for a moment and think of all the convictions he's throwing away. Like a polar bear plunge, knowing that he's not going to get on if he toes it at all. He's just going to immediately do a sideways midair cartwheel and land with his feet down on the horse. Love it. Wow. Albert, successfully you get on. Clegg, now it is your turn. Please make an acrobatics or athletics check to also get onto the horse. That is a 14. With a 14, you also, uh, oh, you're also able God. to jump onto the horse. How do you want to do it? <laughs> I think Clegg's like panicking and like running as fast as her little legs can take her. And I think she hops and she'll catch Albert's foot and then drag herself up. Great. You drag briefly on the ground and then are able to climb up the back of Albert's penis and also hook on. Jeremiah, your turn to get onto the horse. Please also make acrobatics or athletics. (laughs) I got a four. (laughs) Yeehaw! You jump through the air for Anthony and the weight of it is a little different than you're used to. You're not used to sharing Anthony with other people. You miss time the jump. He kicks off, and Anthony will kick you in the <gasps> chest as he stomps off. Oh, my God. Jeremiah, you wow. are not on the horse. Bummer. Um, how far away am I from everyone? Oh, the cops are essentially right next to you. Oh, okay. Because decided to do this very quickly. Okay. Then I'm going to... I want to step behind the police so they don't see me. So they're, they're I'm not in any sort of peripheral or whatever. And okay. I want to cast a second level command on them. <gasps> oh, shoot. All right. Let me get those saves. With a four and the six on the dice, they both fail. <gasps> Whoa. Um, so, yeah. So, Jeremiah wanted to be behind him. So, uh, in case uh, well, he didn't want to seem like he was trying to help uh, Galdrim Warp at all. Mm-hmm. Since command is successful, uh, he's going to command them to grovel. Wow. <laughs> wow. And yeah. they both uh, drop to the ground and uh, uh, will grovel on the floor. It's very, it's a very strange sight as other people are still like eating their crustato fries. Like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> I have a fast logistical question. Is if Plague Invisible on why still in stealth? How long does invisibility last? An hour. I haven't casted a spell yet. Plague oh, is shit. still invisible. Albert. Yours is not like a mode necessarily that yeah, you're triggering, I say, so I would yeah. say you're not hiding still. Okay, great. So Jeremiah, you are not on the horse, but you also have a moment. You can ask the horse to wait for you, have them essentially miss a turn of movement, and then get on. Or this was only to catch them in mid-stride, like still moving. Like a surprise round of, of horse. Exactly. Got it. No, I think Jeremiah wants them. This, they've they've dug their hole. They've dug their hole, and uh, <laughs> Jeremiah will get there when he when he gets there. Uh, so he's gonna run past the police. He's gonna take all of his remaining movement, and as he passes by him, he says, "It must have been a bad Cristato. I'll get him." Right. Okay. <laughs> Next is Gaudron Werp, and he's going to run and dash, but he has half movement because of the heels. <laughs> and last in the initiative order is Summer's Bounty. If you want him to do anything special. It's funny. <laughs> I always forget about Summer's Bounty. And he is Clegg's <laughs> son. Uh, I assume Summer's Bounty is also clinging to, to the mane of the horse, galloping along with the rest of them. Ah, I was like, good woo-hoo! job, Summer's Bounty. You're you're doing good. You're the first bat who's ever ridden a horse. I love it. <laughs> Let's go faster. Next is Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw. Can they repeat? Oh, so this is the grovel turn. 
Yes. The command takes effect at the oh, end of the next turn. So they had okay. they had continued to run, and now they drop to the ground and grovel, and they'll waste their turn on the floor. Oh, wow. Next is Albert Penis, then Clegg, then Jeremiah. Um, and Albert Penis, I'll say, the, as the first person on the horse, you're controlling where the horse is going. So you're chasing after Gaudron Warp? Yeah, this is fucked. This is fucked. Um, this is going to be difficult, but um, we're chasing after Gaudron Warp. The horse moves on its own, right? I don't have to waste my movement on the horse movement. I'm going to say somebody, one of you, has to steer the horse, because that's typically how it goes. Like, if you choose to okay. dash as the horse, you it takes your action. But if you want to drop grease out of your butthole, I mean, I'm not going to say no. I do want to drop grease <laughs> out of my butthole. Is why we're, <laughs> why we're doing this. Clegg, take the reins, and I'm going to... Oh. Oh, could Summer's bounty take the reins, or is it... <laughs> yeah, he can drive you. Oh. <laughs> Summer's bounty, take the reins. Leave it to me! On his turn, he's going to have to make a check to see if he can hold on to it, but yes, go on. Oh. Sure, so then I'm going to position my butt the whole time sweating and crying because I'm on the horse. <laughs> um, I'm going to position my butt over, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to cast Grease. And I'm aiming for just in between the two cops because it's a 10 foot radius of grease so i wanted like five feet on either side so they can't just like go around it so they yep. have to go through it to get up and go ahead and describe how this how, how this happens albert's gonna like lift one leg up and flip he's now sideways on the horse he's freaking out because he does not like being on the horse he hates the horse and he has to like sort of like position his like rear up a little bit so that the exhaust shaft of engine <laughs> grease oh my can god be shot out at um at a high velocity yeah because here's the thing this wasn't intended to be a weapon. <laughs> uh, his machine takes quite a bit of oil to work, despite the fact that it's like mostly like electrical and steam. And if that grease builds up long enough, like it'll gunk up the engine, it'll cause problems. So he has to have a release valve. Have you ever like seen like a broken sprinkler where instead of sprinkling, it just shoots a jet up in the air? Mm-hmm. Imagine that coming out of Albert's buttons, pure <laughs> engine oil. So that's just like spraying all over the place. And it sprays, I'm assuming, all over the two cops I'm aiming at. Absolutely. It hits the target, yeah. covers them in grease. <laughs> oh, God, what's happening? The people eating crusader fries are like, mm, this is good. This is eating up. <laughs> um, you'll also push yourself. I'll give you like an extra one foot as you shoot yourself Great. a little bit faster. Whoa. Uh, I love that. Clegg, how about your turn? So Clegg is right behind Summer's Bounty, who thinks he's holding the reins, and Clegg, trying not to tip him off, will actually hold the reins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great! You're really doing it! That's so good! I can't believe this. <laughs> Jeremiah, how about you on your turn? I think, yeah, Jeremiah's just gonna... Because I'm, I'm, I'm too far away from the horse now, right? At the end of Clegg's turn, the horse runs 120 feet. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take off on, on foot. Um, I also, yeah. You take off on foot running after them. Gaudron Werp is going to use his turn to move another 30 feet forward, dashing. Summer's Bounty will use his turn to hang on and is going to roll. Go ahead and roll a con save for Summer's Bounty. Oh, he rolled a 19. A 19. Jesus. Summer's Bounty has it in two hands and his mouth. And he goes, I can do this. Oh my God. <laughs> Little pools of sweat are under his uh, under his wife beater armpits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> gross. At the top of the round, as the running continues, we'll roll for complication. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And as um, Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw are going to use half their turn to get up and then half their turn to move, they're only able to get forty five feet. Then they are still sixty feet away 
actually 55 feet away from the mayor. Wow. Out in front of the horse, you see two children. They're playing in the streets. <laughs> let's take up lots of room, they say to each other. <laughs> yeah, let's take up tons of room. And they just start rolling over each other, starring God out like kids. starfish. You are barreling full steam towards them on a horse. Albert and Clegg, what would you two like to do? Moving moving essentially simultaneously here. You two are going to catch up to Gaudron Werp without dashing. So you each have an action here. How are you going to avoid these kids and do whatever you need to do to Gaudron Werp? Can I cast Speak with Animals and talk to Anthony? Or would that yeah, take... Yeah, I love that. Yes. I'm going to cast Speak with Animals... Anthony, I need you to put aside our differences. This is now the greatest, most heroic moment of your life, Anthony. You've been riding me actively <laughs> for a minute. We've been hanging out all day. Anthony, I had like two actions before this. This is the greatest, most heroic moment of your life. You could do something really now meaningful. Now you come crying to little old Anthony the horse. What about when I was crying to you, Clegg, when I bared my horse soul? Well, Anthony, <laughs> soon you're going to go to the horse chopping block because if you run over those kids, they'll be using you for glue. So pull it together, Anthony. Don't run over the kids. Leap like if you pause must. really quick. To Albert, what is this? Is Clegg speaking in her <laughs> mind or am I just hearing Clegg go moo? Yeah, you're hearing moo, moo. Moo. <laughs> Moo. Moo. Moo, moo, moo. I agree. Children, move, move. Flag, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and make a persuasion check. Or intimidation if you really are, if you mean your threat of glue. Um, They are the <laughs> same modifier for crunchy reasons. So Clegg will be intimidating Anthony the horse because that is just their relationship. And that is a 15. A 15 is enough. Oh, thank God. Uh, with a 15, he'll say... I'll do it, but promise me this. When you write my novel, you mention <laughs> this moment! And he'll leap majestically, soaring through the air over the top of the kids. The kids looking up from underneath. Wow! Oh my god! In slow motion, Summer's Bounty will look over to them, take one paw off, and give them a salute. <laughs> <laughs> Stay freaking dudes! It's like a Dukes of Hazard moment. As you glide over the top and then do -doom, do -doom, land on the other side of the kids, continuing on. Do -doom, do -doom, do -doom, do -doom. Anything you want to say to Anthony is after you've cleared the jump? I immediately drop speak with animals. He's desperately mooing. Like, and, just like, oh, yeah. And then eventually uh, Peter's out <laughs> and you sidle up next to Gouge and Werp. Albert, what would you like to do? I'm just going to um, hop off the horse and tackle him. <laughs> okay. You jump off. Go ahead and make an acrobatics check. Nine. Oh, the first bad acrobatics check in quite a long time. I know, time. I got a plus three modifier on this shit, too. <laughs> I'm going to roll to counter it. Oh, yeah. Gaudron Werp sees you coming and doesn't necessarily want to be tackled by you. And so he, you are going to miss as he sidesteps right. you. Oh, God damn it! I didn't have cushion mode on. You're going to take five points of damage as you slide, slide wow. across the floor. So you are on the floor next to Gaudron Werp. You still have movement, so you could stand or, or move if you like. I'm just going to like kind of writhe in agony for a moment. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah, it is your turn. How far ahead are they now? They're 90 feet from you. 90. Okay, so I see all this happen. Jeremiah's like, 
fuck are we doing? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, there's, I don't, nothing else, uh, there's no spells or anything, so Jeremiah's just running, taking the dash action. Yep, you charge off. Gaudron Werp is going to move. He is going to use his turn to, to like, just step over you, Albert, writhing in pain, and charge off running. Actually, he's going to kick off the heels, and he's (laughs) going to run 60 feet. Finally. Uh, And next is Summer's Bounty's turn. It's going to like the Summer's Bounty and say, Summer's Bounty, this could be the greatest, most heroic moment of your life. Distract him. Fly. Blind him. Accurate. Summer's Bounty will fly after him, is able to meet the the distance and get tangled up in his hair. How do you like that? You're no sexy lady. <laughs> tangling up his hair. Uh, Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw. I have to move them back slightly because I forgot about the grease. So they have difficult terrain through the grease. Oh, wow. And Do they get knocked prone? Uh, yeah, let's roll saves. They are prone. Yeah, they have to roll save every time they try to get up. They both roll natural twos, and they run a couple steps <laughs> oh and then gosh. slip forward into the oh grease. Oh, my gosh. And then use their dash again to stand up again, and they are pretty far behind. Jeremiah, you could solve this by lighting the grease on fire. I don't have any <laughs> fire spells. They're all covered in it. <laughs> They're covered in grease, tripping in it, quite far behind. And yeah, that'll be the end of their turn. Albert, your turn. I'm going to hit Galdron Ward with a magic missile. Yay. Okay. First, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to say, Galdron, are you going to slow down? We broke you out of jail. Sorry. I've got places to be. I'll direct Summer's Bounty to fly up with the wig to avoid getting hit by the magic missile. I do have time for that. All right. So 11 total. Whoa. 11 damage from your wrist. Three bolts of energy shoot through the air. And they strike Gouger and Werp as he's saying, Sorry, I got places to... Oh! The light in his eyes drops. He goes completely blank and falls to the ground unconscious. He has 10 hit points. He's a villager. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the uh, problem when it comes to penis engineering. I'm too good. (laughs) And Gouger and Werp is unconscious now on the floor. Anything else you want to do on your turn? That's your action. I'm going to run as far as I can toward him. Great. You can run 30 feet. You can get half the distance to him. Great. I'm going to do that. Clay, you're still on the back of Anthony. What would you like to do? How far away am I from Gautron Werp? You're 60 feet, but you can use Anthony's movement because you're riding him for, and get that 60 feet, keeping your action. Um, is he going to have to make death saving throws on the next turn? You saw him get fucking owned, so uh, probably. Okay, so Clay's going to... Clay will give him the help action. To try and stabilize him, make a medicine check. That is a 15 with a, a 15. my negative one modifier. <laughs> great. With a 15, the impact from this wasn't actually so great. You just kind of smack him a little bit and he uh, he seems to be breathing. He's not going to die. Um, Jeremiah, your turn. Um, I guess I will. I'm just going to catch up with everybody. Okay. You'll run up and, and catch up. And now you've caught up with everybody. So the three of you are standing over the unconscious body of Gaudron Werp. He is lying there stable. That's his turn. Summer's bounty. Oh, Summer's bounty. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, I like to imagine that Summer's bounty is just like on the horse steering. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Arnold Dolesbury and Sarah Craw are going to dash. And now they are out of trouble. They are out of the grease and you know not affected by any spells they see what's going on by the way <laughs> but all they've seen is us try to capture a, a criminal yep, that's right that's mm-hmm. also true they're not going to be happy though when we leave with them they're 100 feet away they move and dash they're now 40 feet away and actually in this moment albert clegg and jeremiah you can you can move in tandem because you're 
your turns are in order here. So what would uh, you like to do before we go back around and I give the cops another turn? Hmm. I'm going to cast sleep on the cops. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. How many hit points do you have? Uh, 7d8. So <laughs> roll. What? I'm using my last second level spell spot. Um, that was a terrible roll. <laughs> 25. With 25 hit points, your spell you cast on both of them, Sarah Craw has too many hit points. Sarah Craw's stat block is a little beefier. But Arnold Dolesbury, good old Arnold Dolesbury, is a regular guard with 11 hit points. And he is going to drop and hit the ground hard asleep. Okay. I'm going to point my wrist at, at Sarah and I'm going to go, let me do something. I'm trying to do something. Let me do something. She's charging after you. Look, we're tr- okay. We didn't want to have to do this. We're trying to save the town. Magic missile, baby. And I'm going to oh cast my magic. Yeah, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> so two force damage on the first one. Uh-huh. Five on the second one. And two on the, on the third one. Nine points total? Yeah. Arnold, uh, Albert Penis, you have now attacked one of the police officers while breaking the mayor out of prison. Jeremiah, what are you doing on your turn? And I do it again. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah's gonna say, well, if you can't beat them, join them, and is going <gasps> to uh, cast Hold Person. Okay, you cast Hold Person. Um, she'll make a save. Yeah, natural four. She fails okay. and freezes. She did that before I attacked a cop. <laughs> the target must succeed on the wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration, uh, mm-hmm. which is concentration up to a minute. At the end of each of its turns, it can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, it ends. Um, so yeah, she's chilling. We should book it. Sleep is also a minute. And in this moment, Gaudron Werp is unconscious. Arnold Dolesbury is asleep on the floor, covered in grease. Sarah covered in grease, has taken attacks to her face and now is frozen in the street. And the three of you are stuck there with only one minute to decide what to do. And that is where we will end tonight's session. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, as we destroy the game, we'll see if the players can salvage <laughs> this next time. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thanks for Thank DMs you. for DMs zins. Thank you. If you like the show, if you want to find out what happens next time, <laughs> stick around, follow us, rate, and review us. All those things really help us out. And of course, the best thing you can do to support the show, we say it every time, is tell your friends. That really is it. If you want to help the show, think of someone who'd like it and share it with them. And with that, folks, bye-bye. Oof. Bye. bye or something. Wow. Wow. <laughs>